Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Childhood trauma specialist Rihanna Milne shares a powerful story of a time when hoping that everything would be okay in the face of a yes that told her it wouldn't led to a lot of pain for her and her family. So, Rihanna, I got to ask you a huge favor because what I I would love for you to do, I mean, your interview was absolutely mind-blowing. and (laughs) Thank you. I would love it if you would help us illustrate the power of following your yes. And what I mean by your yes is that internal guidance that we all have that sometimes we fight. And so where I'd love for you to start is if you would share a time, well, you didn't follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't even realize you had one, but then you Mm -hmm. look back and you're like, oh my gosh, that was so clear. Your gut was telling you exactly what you needed to do and you still didn't do it. Tell us about that time. (laughs) Okay. Well, let me take you back to the toxic husband Mm because it falls around that. And since then, I have not ignored my conscious mind. (laughs) And and really what we call it in my coaching is making the unconscious conscious Mm -hmm. and really being astute and living in the now to see what is presenting to you. It's actually clearly presenting messages to you that I didn't follow. So one was when he, I found out he downloaded my will 
on his computer, mm. looking to see what assets I have that, of course, I would leave to my daughters. Um, and that was kind of freaky. And I'm like, why would that be on there? That's none of your business. You know, we met later in life. Um, so that was one thing I, quote, forgave. Um, and then a second time we were at the accountant's office after, you know, we were talking about marriage and he's there. Well, I should be head of household. Now, this is my home in New Jersey that I bought my mm -hmm, house that mm -hmm. I put, you know, my built my office in the back. You know, I invested a lot of money and paid a lot of it off. And I'm like, well, no, why would you claim head of household? It's my home and it's my office. You know, and the accountant says, no, this is Rihanna's asset. You know, that wouldn't apply for you. And he goes, well, then what do I get out of this? So that should have been the second thing that happened after he had the will on his computer where I, I should have said, you know what, as much as I love this guy, I'm walking away. Hmm. And I didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, giving him chances and hoping everything would be fine. And, you know, and it wasn't. So... That's when I ignored my conscious uh, awareness and the red flags that were coming up for me. And, you know, you live in hope that everything will be okay. Yeah. You know, no relationship's going to be perfect. And me being a spiritual person, you know, I am about forgiveness. But these signs you cannot forgive. You know, this is a clear sign of sociopathic tendencies. How can I use somebody to, you know, for my own gain? Mm -hmm. And I chose to ignore them because I was in love. And, you know, that's part of being human. You know, every human wants and desires love. And there were so many other things that were so fun and incredible about that relationship. So I brushed those two aside. Yeah. Yep. Should not have. Right. Yeah, okay. I mean, great example. But you're right. You know, it's like it was there and you just didn't pay attention because you didn't want to see what was right in front of you. Exactly. And a lot of people that come to me have these stories of mm -hmm. six years, seven years oh, in yeah. a toxic relationship and they just keep forgiving and forgetting. And it, we call it the cycle of violence or the psychic of toxic, um, you know, existence because, you know, there's always a calm. And, you know, one of my girls wrote me, Alicia, this beautiful letter saying I saved her life because she was had all these signs. I'm like, this is clear sociopathy. I'm really worried for you. She had a six-year-old son. Mm. And, you know, definitely I want you to look, you know, closer, you know. And then she found there was a drug addiction. He was in chat rooms. He uh, definitely had online relationships. Uh, she goes, the sociopathic checklist that you gave me, he had everything on it. And, you know, she did get a protective order for her and her son. And she she was one that almost didn't leave soon enough mm -hmm. until I put the fear of her fear into her. And it's like, oh, my God, this is this could be really critically damaging to you and your son. You've got to make these moves. I said, look at this, this, this and this. Then I want you to look deeper. And as soon as you find that, start making moves for protective order and annulment. And that's what she did. Wow. Yeah, awesome. so it's very scary. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's let's flip this around. Let's okay. take us to a moment in time when when you did have a clear yes, and this time not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story. Okay. Well, this is in a different type of relationship. I hired an amazing coach. You might have heard of her. her name's Lisa Sachevich. Mm -hmm. yeah. And she's a business coach to like Susie Orman and Dr. Daniel Amen and John Asaraf, you know, really top people in their fear field. And she's a business coach and a coach for, you know, speaking, getting your word out to yep. the masses. 
And I have been so compelled to try and get my word out about helping people with childhood trauma that I went to her, one of her conferences, and I sat in the audience and she made this phenomenal offer to work with her one-on-one at a very high expensive price. And I sat there and I'm like, I'm going to do this, you know, and I did, and I had no fear around it. I feel absolutely fearless. I knew it was the right thing to do. It was a large investment and I didn't care. It's like, this is what I need to do. This is living my purpose. This is getting the word out. She's going to help me with that journey. And actually next week in Las Vegas, she's having a conference and I'm doing so well. She's so proud of my process of, you know, opening up the school, mm-hmm. the Life and Love Training Academy. I'm doing that under her guidance and all these podcasts that I'm doing to help get the word out about, you know, this in existence. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thrilled that I said yes to myself. And a lot of people of trauma often say no to themselves. They do for everyone else. They do for their kids, their partners, their employees. But when it comes to, you know, either investing in their own purpose, their own talent, they often say no to themselves. And me watching my daughter, Lexi, saying yes, 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 every step of the way, you know, it's great when we turn around and and get that, you know, from our children Mm -hmm. because, you know, she didn't grow up with too much trauma. So she did have some and she tells that in her story. But, you know, she had a mom that believed in everything that she was going to do. I said, go for it. You know, trust yourself. Don't say no to yourself. So now I'm saying more yeses to myself, too, in in the past years of what I want to do and what my dreams and desires are. And that was one of them, you know, hiring Lisa in May and and really enjoying that journey of everything that I'm putting out there in the world. That's fantastic. And you're right. I mean, following your yes is saying yes to yourself. Yes, absolutely. And and not hesitating, especially when it comes to getting help personally. Like a lot of people that I work with hate their jobs. And I said, well, what's your passion work? Like I had a young man that went to college and was promised a high executive level in this family's big lighting company. Mm -hmm. And he comes out and they say, well, you have to start on the sales floor just like anyone else. And he was very disillusioned over that. Mm -hmm. And I said, so what's your passion? He goes, I love animation. I said, really? Bring me your sketches. And he does the best sketches, like the old Hanna-Barber cartoons, like the Jetsons and Scooby-Doo. And I'm like, oh, my God, you have to do this. So within a month and a half, we had him doing illustrating 13 children's books. So he was like so excited. Now he's doing like corporate whiteboards, you know, Mm -hmm. when you see that. So he he has uh, he's still doing the company lighting, but he's not focusing on it. And he's focusing on growing this new business and absolutely feels so amazing about himself because he's doing his purpose work. So I do a lot of business coaching. I just don't say it because it's part of life coaching for me. You know, how, how can you be happy in life all around? So I do look at career and everything else that people are doing to feel amazing about their life and making their life full of purpose. That's when people are truly happy. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Great examples. Thank you. You're welcome. Relationship coach Helena Hart shares with us a story of how she is now living the life of her dreams because of one single decision to follow her yes. Helena, loved what you share with us on your interview. And what I'd like to do is ask you one more favor, and that is if you would help us to kind of illustrate the importance of following your yes, your internal guidance, especially in partnership. And where I'd love to start is if you would share with us a time in your life when you did not follow your yes, maybe in that moment, 
You didn't realize you had a yes. But now looking back, you're like, okay, that was crystal clear. My gut was telling me what to do. I still didn't do it. Tell us about that time. That is such a great question. This is something we talked about in our interview briefly, and mm-hmm. I don't think anyone knows this about me. I haven't really shared this anywhere before, but uh, you know, after I got my master's in psychology, I applied for this uh, a PhD program in, in clinical psychology. I wanted to be a psychologist, and well, I thought I wanted to because I thought that was like the next logical step, and or you know, I thought, oh, this is something that's like sort of impressive. This is what my family or colleagues kind of expect from me, and you know. I was didn't think I would get in because they're so hard to get into those clinical psychology uh, doctorate programs. And when I, I was, I think part of me was kind of hoping I wouldn't, you know, or actually a big part of me was hoping I wouldn't, <laughs> so I could say, well, <laughs> I tried and it didn't work out. Okay, perfect. Now I can go do what I actually really want to do, you know, which is work for myself and you know be able to help people and make my own schedule and kind of do things my own way. So when I got in. You know, I meant that I had to move somewhere that I absolutely couldn't stand. I hated it. But I, you know, everything in me was saying, this isn't your path. This isn't what you wanted to do. This isn't what you want to do. So uh, I guess it was telling me to say no and say yes to myself and my own bigger dreams and desires. But I went along. I wasn't listening to my heart. I went along with my head and my logic and my brain and what other people were telling me I should do. And I... Uh, you know, I went, I went and I enrolled in the program and about a year, year and a half later, I just couldn't take it anymore. I I hated living there. I hated the, the work of it. Like, you know, I actually started doing work in that field and it just wasn't for me. I just didn't, I didn't enjoy it at all. So I ended up dropping out of that program about like a year and a half later. So I wish I had listened to myself. Um, you know, I, I just wish I had listened to my own intuition, but Back then, I didn't know anything about intuition. I didn't know anything about trusting myself. Um, I was always looking for someone else outside of myself to help me make those big decisions. Yeah, and that's an excellent point because, I mean, obviously, we, we get advice from different resources, but there's also, like you said, like, oh, you thought that would make your parents happy and that was supposed to be yeah. a good path and that's the natural progression if you got a master's in psychology. And so there were all mm-hmm. these things pushing you that direction, even though you're going, ah, this isn't, I, I, I don't want to do this. And so it's fascinating that what ended up happening was it actually put you in a place where it was kind of hard to ignore that you didn't want to do it because you were in it. You even had to move someplace you didn't want to be. Yeah, like, exactly. There was no hiding from the fact this was not your path. Exactly. And the funny thing is when I actually dropped out, I was so scared to tell everybody and um, everyone was so happy about my decision because they Mm -hmm. knew how miserable I was. My employers, my uh, family, they're like, great. Okay, no big deal. You know, I thought it was going to be this big, scary thing where everyone was going to be so disappointed in me or not understand. And they all just wanted me to be happy. It was like no big deal. So it's funny the way we kind of build things up in our brain when it's not really reality. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a perfect point because the people that care about us just want us to be happy. They don't they don't care about what exactly. form that takes. They're like, no, if you exactly. want to be a psychologist, do what you want to do to be happy. We don't care. We're not attached yes. to the title, but we think that they are. They're like, oh, but they were so excited for me to go in. They were excited because they thought that was going to make you happy. 
Yes, yes. Actually, that's funny that you say that. I remember my mom saying, she's like, if you if you wanted to be a waitress your whole life and you could take care of yourself and pay your bills and that made you happy, I would be thrilled for you. You know, she said, if I could do my life over again, I'd do exactly what you're doing, just following your intuition and having fun. And so it ended up being a, a great decision. What one of the best decisions I ever made dropping out of that program. That's awesome. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So let's flip this around then. So tell us a story of a time in your life when you had a clear yes. And this time, not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story. Oh, yeah. So I I guess it's sort of along the same lines. You know, Um, in our interview, I talked about how um, I had been following Rory Ray's work because Mm -hmm. I had had a lot of struggles in my own love life for sure. And, you know, I one day I opened this email and it was about her starting this training program, training relationship coaches. It was the first time she'd ever done that. And um, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I'd known for about maybe a year, maybe close to two years. I was like, I really, really want to do this. Coaching was sort of like gaining momentum. I was hearing a lot about coaching and I thought that would be so fun to be able to do that and help women. So I wrote her, um, assistant and she said, Oh, she can, she can talk to you this afternoon. <laughs> and so I can, which I couldn't believe because this is somebody I had admired for so many years. So I got home after work and she called, I was totally nervous and like shaking and she was so sweet and wonderful. And she kind of told me about what she had in mind for this training program. And, you know, it was at the time, it was a lot of money for me. And, and I tend to be very sort of cautious with, spending large amounts of money. I just, that's just, I've always been that way. So I was a little nervous, but everything in me was like, yes. As soon as I hung up the phone, I enrolled, I I paid and it was the best decision I ever made by far. I've never looked back. My life is completely different now um, than it was before. It was, that was a one very, very clear decision. Uh, One of the best decisions of my life. That is great. Absolutely great. And you know, it's funny because you're like, you know, I was shaking and, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, your truth is a visceral experience. It's, it's not a mental Absolutely. one. So oftentimes our body does react. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I was shaking because I was so excited to talk to her. It was mm-hmm. a very like, I'll just never forget that moment. It was really amazing. So um, and just getting to work with her now and actually be partnering with her on a lot of different things is is amazing. And if I had if I'd been scared, if I had listened to my brain that said, I don't know if you can afford that. I'm not sure if it's a good idea. I never I mean, my life would look so different than it does now. I'm just living the life of my dreams truly because of that that one decision absolutely that's a great example thank you you're welcome thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes and for you listening i invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview, You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. 
Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.